I'm your host, Quincy. And I'm your host, Sean. And this is Over 30. Over 30. And we have with us tonight two guests. We have Armand Loyal. And we also have our guest, Yoan L, who's also going to be performing for us. And we have our entanglement letter entitled Broken Bro Code. So this is an all-guy night. And we're going to be talking to them about the difficulties that dads face once the relationship ends, trying to get visitation. How you doing, Armand? Armand, are you frozen? <laughs> frozen. Okay. Armand is frozen. I'm doing great. How's it going with you guys? I'm not frozen. I see everything going on. Okay. okay. I'm frozen? Yeah, we don't see you moving. At my back. There's a delay. I mean, what do you want me to do? No, there's a delay in your feed. I hit the woo. There, there you go. go. You're moving now. I hit the woo. You're moving now. All right, I'm on. So we're going we gonna to start with you. Tell us about you. Where where are you in life? What, you, you know, tell us how many kids you got, how old they are. I have uh, approximately three kids. One is the age of 19. She is going to UNLV right now. I have a little girl that is six and I have a son that is two. And where I'm at in the world with my kids mom is it's easy to establish when the relationship doesn't work anymore the woman automatically feel that the entitlement goes to them because they carried the kid so it's more like they go to a comfort zone is saying that, yo, I have the power to kind of control your life if you care about your kid. For those dads that really don't care, then it, it kind of really doesn't play a part. And I think that women that don't know or know, they're going to try to find out, especially if you're not with them anymore than they want to find out the, the, the niche that gets you. So once they get that, and I think that anybody that loves their kids, I think that would be the first niche to establish some type of empowerment. So what you're saying is you think once a relationship ends, you know, not always, but in some cases, women use the children as a tool to manipulate and control you after the fact. I see Sean not continuing. I'm not gonna say, I'm gonna say even during, even during, you know, even if you're with a woman and maybe, I don't know, you know, I'm not gonna say, you know, all guys run their relationship and do things according to the woman that makes it correct. But I'm going to say that even in a relationship, you know, even when two people come together in an argument, one person wants to win. So in winning, it doesn't necessarily mean you got the last word or you said something that hit home or, you know, that kind of finished the argument. 
I think the end result is what can I control you over what taints your system to make you <clears throat> kind of do what maybe I want you to do or maybe what can I control you with? And I saw you, you know, real looking and nodding. I mean, you know, it's not like, I, I, this is the first time that I've met this gentleman and um, the, I completely agree with him. Um, all like my experiences personally, um, the experiences that I know from people that have told me what their experiences are, it's been exactly the same. I, I know women whom have children and when the baby's father is not in the life of the child, they don't have any issues. There is not a single problem there. They don't like the only problem that is there is the simple fact that one day you'll have to tell the child whom the father is. But aside from that, when, when, when fathers aren't actively trying to be active or when when a father's not, when a father's actively trying to establish a relationship, there's always this contention. There's always this tension. And um, it's like, I, 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 I wish I could say I disagree with this man. I, everything in my heart would be like, no, nah, that's not true. It is. Yeah. I, in my personal experiences um, with, with a couple of different women, I have two, I have two children. I have a 12 year old. Uh, and I have a two-year-old. They're about exactly 10 years apart. And um, one situation, I was married. The other situation, I was just a boyfriend. And the irony is, is both when I, when, when the relationship had met its, um, when it, when it met its end, when it was ready to end, um, there was always like, a manipulation. There was always like, well, I know you want to be a father. And since I know you want to be a father, I'm going to make being a father hard for you. There it is. I that's got, the I got truth a question. Right there. That, that, that's the truth right there. I got a question for both of you guys. You guys can answer separately, together, or whatever, you know what I mean? Nod your head, whatever, however you want to approach it. But do you guys ever feel like before like when you guys were together and then after you guys are separated, that it's almost like a competition as far as parenting, you know, even though she's the mother and I'm, you know, let's say for instance, I'm not trying to take her role and I'm the father and I hope she's not trying to take my role, you know I mean? But do you guys ever feel like sometimes it's a competition? Like we're not necessarily competing for their love, but competing literally to be, the best parent or something or like there's some kind of award or trophy um face you go first i'll take i'll take this one head on um off the dribble it's off the dribble what it becomes with with a woman I don't necessarily see now it becomes a point to where are we talking about art? Huh? I didn't hear, I think that it depends on like, say if you have a, I'll beat you on that. 
You know, I think a woman is supposed to raise a woman to your face your internet connection and having a dad figure if you have sometimes i mean that's not always good for a woman you know what i'm saying sometimes that my thing is now nothing there nothing going can you hear me yep got it yeah nothing uh um, if you're now. on Wi-Fi, kill your Wi-Fi, use your phone's connections. It works a lot better. All right. Can you hear me now? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So we're saying, I think that if it, if a, if it's a, a girl, I think the woman is supposed to be more sufficient within herself and know that no man is trying to take the place of her and, and raise a woman. Men just, you know, if you have a real man in your life that even if it's separation, you know, real men love their kids. You know what I'm saying? That's a mark in life. That's uh, like, it's almost like a dog, like pissing on his territory. That's just like something that's mine. I made that. That's me. So I don't never want to try to compete. You know, comparing and parenting is not a compete thing. No. You know, because somebody could be in a better position, especially when you separate it, and maybe financially you do more. You know what I'm saying? Or you're in a better position to do more. But I don't think that that takes away from parenting is not just based on money. You know, it's based on time. It's based on talking and understanding and just you know vibing with your with your seat you know what i'm saying and i think only i don't care about what the mom think i think about what my seat think you know because they're not going to always be little kids and they're going to grow up and know like yo my dad was there you know he was there he, he might have not have did this and he might not have did that but he was there you know what i'm saying so my theory to that is i, I i'm not going to challenge myself on who does more Doing more is 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 almost less because you could be doing more and you might not be doing the right thing. Just because you provide money, the kid could still go out and you know because they got everything and feel entitlement and feel like you know the world owns something. And that's not what roots and and and, and really striving what a kid is based on. It's Let me ask different. all three of you guys something. Though. Let me ask all three of you guys something, and you can, you know, answer individually. Because Sean, I know you also are a single okay. parent. Okay, can you hold that? Because I still wanted to get uh, Young Ra's uh, okay. opinion on that. You know, as far as that question, you know, the whole competition thing, and then we can go right into your question. Um, when I was married. One of the things that I always used to say was, I'm not trying to compete with you. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, it, like um, every, whether it was how much money we made as individuals or whether it was, I felt a certain type of way about education or, or rules in the house, um, 
I always had to try to like, and my, for me, I always used to say like, yo, I'm not trying to compete with you. It's not a competition. So like your question in regards to like the competition and parenting, man, it's, it's a competition on like, sometimes I feel like relationships are a competition on whose ways best. Yeah. You know, like I know how to handle money. Well, so what you know how to handle money? This is how I want to handle money. Or this is how I think kids should conduct their lives in the morning. So what? That's how you think they should conduct themselves in the morning. This is how I want it to happen. And uh, I think the space and the matrix in which we live in, um, there's this constant battle between like what a person thinks is right versus what a person wants to do. Because sometimes people like, for instance, like I'm a musician. Well, every musician that picks up an instrument isn't necessarily aspiring to be the greatest musician. So when they get on stage and they just play a few notes, they're happy being able to do that versus a person like myself or some of the people I know, like I, I practice and I practice just about every day. Um, and I know people who practice more than I do. And there's a certain level of like efficiency that we're aiming for or a certain level of fluidity that we're aiming for. Well, if there's no competition between the musicians, then the person who's mastering high levels of efficiency versus the, versus the person that's just playing willy nilly, if there's no competition, then both of those two people can be on the same platform and enjoy the musical experience. And if parenting was like that, not about the efficiency of parenting, but about the ability to enjoy what it is to parent or what you understand, like if you did that, man, that whole competition would be just completely gone. But unfortunately, like, that's what it is. Like, I'm right. And I, I just to think about a conversation I had with a friend of mine before. Um, I, 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 we, were, we were trying to do business together. And the question I asked him was, well, since it's just two of us as business partners doing work together, when you feel like I'm wrong, and I feel like you're wrong, how do we come to agreement? His response was, well, whomever has done the research and has gained insight should be the person making decisions. And that sounds great, but everybody does research and everybody has insight. <clears throat> and just because it's different doesn't mean that it's wrong. Just because you think it's less efficient doesn't mean that it's wrong. But if I think that your way is less efficient, more times than not, I'm gonna say, yo, that's wrong. We shouldn't do it like that. You feel what I'm trying to articulate there? Yeah, no, well, I, I think I, I think that is based on communication when it comes down to that part of the aspect because if you in a relationship with a woman, then you should be able to talk about parenting and discipline and the, like religion and the things that the kid is gonna do. 
-hmm. when you are not in the relationship and is bitter or or things just don't the communication is off right yeah because i think if the communication is there between two adults anything we talking about we should be able to come to a mutual head about when the yeah, communication is off from whatever reason whether it's uh scarred uh the like my brother said trying to uh over overcompensate or trying to outdo the other parent then I think that that's that's something that within the person's self that that they have a problem with like I don't think that nobody should be trying to outdo a parent like yeah. if you have a parent that's really trying then you want to you want to come together and try to do it on a on a whole but you don't have to compete with somebody that's not there. That part that's, that, that's easy. So the overall <laughs> issue for everybody is communication. But what are your communication triggers? What are the buzzwords that send it off in another direction? Well, I don't I don't think that the communication part goes off in a different direction, I think that it stimulates from where are we at? Like, uh, if we're together, then I think that we should have uh, uh, a mutual understanding as far as what we're doing, because we're not going to always talk in front of the kid or none, none of that. We should be able to sit down as two adults and come up with anything that we're off about, especially if we're two parents in a household. I didn't grow up with that. So my thing comes from when you're co-parenting and you don't have a good co-parentship, meaning that you could be a good co-parent if my co-pilot was right. So maybe I didn't pick the right co-pilot and maybe we flying on a different course. Mm, but if we maybe. own the same course, then I think that we should be grounded and I think that we should be able to come together and, you know, I'm not trying to compete with my, none of my baby mamas. That's, that's weird. It's stupid. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to make my kids love one person more than the other. Man. That's weird as hell. Just exactly. love me. Just love me correctly and just know that I'm there and I'm going to be there. You know what I'm saying? By any means necessary. But sometimes I just feel like, you know, it, it, it could be hard and it could be deterred and be not the way somebody wants it to be. All we could do is work at it, you know what I mean? And, and just try to, you know, wake up every day and just try to put our best feet forward as real dads, you know? That's all I know. Okay, let me jump in on the communication triggers because I have two triggers, uh, one in the relationship and one basically after the relationship is over. And so you're communicating, everything's going fine so far. You know, you guys are both on the child's best interest. Now let's start with the in relationship. In the relationship, you guys, like I said, on the same page, you guys are the, the co-piloting in like uh, our mom was saying is good. And then out of nowhere something, maybe you suggest something or you have an idea about something. And then uh, 
they say something like, well, I'm the one that had her. I'm the one that did nine months. You know, I'm the one that, you know, like that. That trigger can, you know what I'm saying, definitely throw the whole mission off course or the whole discussion off course. Now, really quick to finish it off, outside the relationship, you, you guys are not together, you guys are conversating, uh, maybe it started off with, okay, the child needs this or the child needs that as far as, um, uh, let's just say like um, uh, school clothes or school supplies or something, you know, because every child, you know, you, that's a discussion with just about every parent. Um, and then you hear this trigger. Well, I'm raising her all by myself because, you know, you're, you're gone. And, you know, and then and, and it's that's it's once again, true. that's one of those triggers that throws you because it's not you're not raising her. OK, they might live with you, but you are not raising them by yourself, you know. Mm -hmm. I used to, so yeah, those those are two triggers that I can definitely say I have a problem with, um, that definitely throw all communication off. Uh, one thing I used to say to my um, my eldest son's mother, because she would always say, "I'm a single mom. I'm a single mom." I said, "No, you're not a single mom. You're a mom that's single. That's not the same thing as being a single mom." Like when I hear the phrase single mom, I think of a person who actively is facilitating all of the roles that a child needs. They're a, a single mom essentially facilitates the village that is not there. You know, so if you think about it like that, no mom is really a single mom. I no, I don't know. I'm in my I'm I'm 35. And in my 35 years of life, and my, we'll say, I will say the last 20, I came to the understanding of moms, right? I, let's say just the last 20, I came to the understanding of moms. No mom is without help. That's not no, true. I, uh, huh? That's not true. Well, let me, no. let me, let me be clear. Let me be that clear. That is true. Let me be clear. That is like, not true. Hold on, hold on. Let me, let me be clear. Go ahead. No mom doesn't have some sort of system, whether it be her parents or her aunts or uncles or her grandparents or people at the church that she goes to church with, old college friends, old girlfriends, old male friends, in, in, in regards to what it is to be a, in my opinion, and what it, it is to be a single mom, no mom is single. Every mom is actively operating with the village. I will disregard, and I don't want to cut you off, Rob, but I will disregard that statement and say this. There's a lot of moms out there that don't have support systems, and they may maybe not know about church or maybe not have family. You know, there's a lot of moms out there that I know but physically that the dudes are maybe even on the street or maybe dead or whatever. The dads are really not in play. Well, I'm and not just talking about dads though. No, yeah, exactly. Like, We're talking okay. about okay. old structures. So, so let me get, let me get to, let me open you up then. So what, it, what that, that starts that part. Then when that person is absentee, 
and then there the mom a family or maybe not have a, a backing or maybe not have maybe not be socially inclined to have friends or maybe not go to church or maybe not have that backing or just anything to say that she got somebody to call and figure it out. Some, I'm not gonna say everybody is like that. I'm gonna say that there are some women out there that really probably don't have that and really, you know, gotta figure it out and really are single moms. Okay. But not the majority of them. Not like, I'm not gonna say the majority. Definitely not know, the majority. I don't, the, I don't know the I don't know the numbers. You know, well, I, I, if I had to put a number on it, I'd say about 70 30. You know what I'm saying? No. 70% have that support system, maybe about 30%, sometimes less, don't have anybody or whatever, or they don't want any help. Uh, you 10, know, because a lot of them they don't want the help. 1090. You say 1090? absolutely. Because every, even women who don't, like, even women who don't have personal relationships with people that they can call can still call the government. To do what? To facilitate the, like, well, let's be clear. In my opinion, and from the research that I've come across, the government, um, if you think about, like, civil rights and what the government has played in regards to Black culture, the government in a lot of places is supposed to facilitate the masculine role when there is no man in the house. A lot of times women are put in situations where the, the government documentation more or less indicates you can't make amount, you can't make over a certain amount of money and or there can't be a man in the house that is able-bodied. So if, you if you're a woman and you have kids and you're on some sort of welfare or some sort of government benefits program, like they'll say like, well, who lives there with you? And if there's a man that's strong enough to fill out an application, then the government will say, well, hey, we wanna give you these benefits and we'll give you some benefits, but if you get the man out the house, we'll give you more benefits. That's the base, like that right there, in my opinion, is the basis of, of, of why certain cultures remain on Section 8. Uh, certain cultures remain, like lifestyles, where like they, like, for, from, 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 the, from their get on, they'll get on uh, some sort of government aid at the age of 18. And then at the age of 62, they've gone through the entire government benefit system where they started off as they had the benefits because they had children. But then once they get, once the children got out the house, they needed to be on some other benefit. And then, you know, it's a, it's a progression. But it, it doesn't actually work like that anymore. It hasn't worked like that in years. You can only, you can only get welfare seven years of your, your entire life. It doesn't work like that anymore. You know, but even if it did, even if it did, you know, that is still not an issue for not having a man play the role of dad. That, yes, that's absolutely gorgeous. No, it's really not because the bottom line is whether a man is contributing. And see, this is where I differ because, you know, I've been a single mom, divorced mom, however you want to call me. I didn't have an issue with my children's dads visiting their kids. Come get your kids. I mean, Sean, we're having this conversation. 
you know, go with Uncle Sean, <laughs> hang out with Uncle Sean, somebody, you know, because it's not just about my opinion on how my kids should be raised. It really does take a lot of village. It does, really does take a village. It takes a lot of influence, but you have to communicate. And I know for me personally, my issue was once I got divorced, who's that? You know, what are you doing? You know, if I couldn't get the kids, what are you doing? My issue was men being too worried about what I was doing to be concerned about what they should be doing as a dad. So I'm asking you, is your issue, you know, the concern with your exes, what you're doing when your child is with you related to your current relationship? You, um, if, I, if I understand your, correct, your question correctly, I'm answer it is no. Quite frankly, I give zero fucks about what my exes are doing. But does um, she care what you're doing? And that's what I'm trying, that's the next point, because quite frankly, um, I, I trusted myself enough to understand that although our relationship is moved to a different space, that you, you're valuable. Like there's certain, like, I don't, I don't agree with everything you do, but I, I didn't lay down with you for no reason. You know, so like for, for me, that isn't mutual because now after the relationship is over, well, I disagree with you about this. And since I disagree with you about this, I'm, and I have um, some sort of backing that will like support my decisions. This is me speaking in regards to like, I'm the woman, like, well, I'm going to take your authority. I'm going to, so I'm going to, I'm going to replace you in your child's life with whomever I think is suitable. It's like, whoa, you can't like, like, what? You mean you're gonna like, and it's kind of, it's kind of wild because I found in my situation, the people that women try to replace the fathers with are just like the fathers. Like uh they I I agree with you on on a lot of things you're saying. You like right there, you know what I'm saying? Like with what you're saying, but I think that when when it comes to women, I think that if if she's trying to replace you, then it's bad. It's bitter. You know what I'm saying? Because nobody should be trying to replace my kid's father with another man unless he's absentee. If well, he's present, then I'm only then I'm only doing that out of spite, feelings. Absolutely. And as men, as men, we all have to own that some of us, not all of us, but some of us use the baby mama card like I could still sleep with her. And I could still do this and then still be trying to do some other shit. Mm. But then at the same time, you're trying to you're trying to control a situation when you add in turmoil to the situation. So I think that as men, when we take ourselves totally away from the situation and we're still being present in a life, then let it just be as that. And I'm not sleeping with you. I'm not messing with you. This is, we just govern as two parents. But when dudes are 
you know, able to do that. We're not saying that, you know, all dudes are can sleep with their baby mama because some women use that card and sleep with their baby daddies. And, you know, and, and it goes vice versa. We can go all day with this. But the more to the story is one thing for sure and two things for certain. If we can't incorporate making it happen just off of the intellect that, like you said, we did lay down and have a kid together, regardless that we didn't work, it still doesn't take us away from being parents. So it, the best thing I could do for your life and my kid's life is govern communication and just trying to be the best dad I could be. Now, when I'm not doing that, by all means, serve me, do whatever you got to do because you didn't lay down and have a kid by yourself. But it's so many ins and outs of that. You know what I'm saying? Women bitter, dudes bitter. Hey, yo, he's sleeping with my homeboy. Oh, you know, so it, it's so many <laughs> things you could put when you put with that. You hear me? Right. So we just we just got to label it the way it is. You know what I'm saying? And as real black men, you know, we always going to do what we supposed to do, no matter what a woman do. Mm. And Sean, I, I want you to jump in on it because you've been quiet and I know you want to contribute to the single dad thing. <sighs> I'm trying to just absorb and listen you're not just go on a tangent about certain things, but I've had situations and I'm going to throw scenarios out, you know what I'm saying, where uh, my baby mama has used tactics that are almost considered like uh, military, you know, in a sense, because, you know, they're, they're mind games or mind play games. Okay, for example, um, with COVID-19, I have not really spent the time that I would like to spend with my daughter because I, I, I guess I'm high risk and I'm going to spread COVID-19 to my daughter, which is going to spread to the house and this, that, and the third. And at one point I was actually helping the house by doing the grocery shopping when COVID-19 started and bringing, you know, groceries and supplies and things like that. Uh, I am an essential worker. I spend a lot of time out and about, but I am very cautious and so far, knock on wood, and thank you to the man up above. Uh, I have not had any incidences where uh, I've had so much as a sniffle, let alone had COVID-19. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's like almost like a tactic to me, you know, to basically keep me from seeing my daughter. I I'll chime, chime in with that real quick because I am also an essential worker and I just got over COVID-19 and knock on wood, I beat that shit. But for real, I really had the COVID-19 and it wasn't based on, and, and, my, and, my, and my, my kids' moms are like that. It's like they control like, oh, I'm not going to let, I, I'm not going to let my kid out with you because you do too much. And the theory is, what is doing too much? Providing a means 
for my life and maybe and money that keeps my, my, my kids going. So I'm not going to say I do too much, but I think when a woman is not with you every day and she can't walk your, your, your steps, she doesn't know what you do. So it's another controlling factor. It, it just, that's what I base it down to. But you could say, oh yeah, you know, it's for the best for my kid, you know, and all of that. But what dad really wants to give his kid COVID? Like who's moving like that? Who's okay. even like, I don't even understand what women think when they say, who's moving like that? Okay, but let me give you a, a, another example into that and then I'll go into you, uh, young Ra. Um, Let's say you conversate with your daughter on the phone because, you know, you talk to her, see how she's doing and all that. And then you find out that uh, they not even adhering to the COVID-19 rules at the house. Mm. You know, mm. uh, they're out dining mm. or, shopping or things of that nature. <laughs> and you're like, well, how does this rule of me not spending time with her you know what I'm saying? Because you trying to keep the house quarantined, uh, essentially just get broken for your means. Once again, you know, you controlling uh, what what goes on with our daughter's life. You know, and, and, and then in, in that sense, as a as a father, you know, I can agree with you keeping the child safe, but you keeping the child safe and then breaking the rules for your means and your purposes you know, it, once again, that that's not fair. That's not that's not even cool. You know, it can be quite upsetting. You know, at times. Absolutely. Like it's, but in that regard, it's relative. Like, I, because of what 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 in my experience is what she's going to say is is, I know what I'm doing. I know the people that are in my circle. I know, you know, and in all actuality, it's like, no, nah, you don't. But since you like, it's a it's a power thing. It's a control thing. Yeah. Like, like, no, I, I don't. I, I don't know. It, no, it's based on I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> exactly. And since I don't know what you're doing, I'm going <laughs> to assume that everything you're doing is not it's something great. that I can it's get bad. susceptible. And real you talk, <laughs> like if you've been with like if you if you've been with somebody in a relationship for any length of time, you know their routines. You know what they do, do. You know what they don't do. Now, you meet new people and do you get new habits occasionally? Absolutely. But for the most part, if you dated a person for six months to a year or five years or longer, if your whole relationship, they were an early wake up person, but they liked junk food and they would eat at certain times of the day, for the most part, you can guarantee that when they're not with you, that's probably the same routine or the same type of person they are. And it, but, but I don't. There's a certain sense of logic or a certain sense of order that I think comes with thinking like that. And relationships are logical and emotional. And a certain like once you're out of a relationship. I think there's like this space of where it's really emotion driven, like, like, ah, man, like, 
even if it's not not necessarily it, like the emotions of still wanting to be with the person, just dealing with the emotions that you have when you're not with the person or it, when you're transitioning or wanting to be with the person that doesn't want to be with you. Well, like like sometimes you'll make decisions based off of I want to be with this person, but they don't want to be with me. And since and it's not it's not even an end sense. It's like that's one emotion. Right. And then another situation comes up and people end up making decisions on new situations based off of other feelings that have nothing to do with the situation. So you're talking about your child's school or you're talking about what your child is supposed to eat. And at the same time, you're worried about who the person is sleeping with or if they're dating somebody or if they have somebody new around the child. Like, essentially, once you get out of a relationship, certain, are, are certain things no longer your business? Like, is it your business that I'm dating somebody new? Because what I know a woman will tell a man is, it's none of your business who I'm dating. <laughs> and if a man says, well, yeah, it's none of my business who you're dating, but it's my business who you have my child around. No, it's yeah, not. Sir. That's my child. So it's, it's like going back to what he said, it's, it, you know, it's a controlled thing. And uh, we live it's in a either good, hey, It's either good or bad. Man, like, and most of the time, if the, most of the time, it's real easy to disagree with somebody. And when you disagree with them, say they're wrong and it's bad. I disagree. I don't think the child should wake up first thing in the morning. Since I disagree with you, I'm going to say that you're a bad parent because you want to make your child wake up early in the morning. You know, or I don't like I, I don't think the child should eat certain foods. Well, I disagree with you. And since I disagree with you, I think you're a bad person. Whoa, like we, we disagree on food and now I'm a bad person or we disagree on religion and now I'm a bad person. Like, so what? We don't have the same beliefs. Now, all of a sudden, we don't have the same beliefs and I'm not moral. Like, it, there, it's just, it's a, it's a really, it's really a control thing. I, like, I think it's a, a maturity issue, you know, um, because once you get to be, especially a certain age, you know, um, you need to leave all the, the petty stuff behind and you need to understand the value of compromise because I don't think, you know, and I know this applies to, you know, co-parenting, but in any situation, even if it's a partnership or on your job, you have to be able to understand other people's point of view and you have to be able to compromise and not always be right and not care about certain things. I think that's the most important thing when you leave a relationship and you have a child, you have to stop caring and you have to stop trying to control every single little thing. Um, Cause I had that happen to me in reverse hell. Um, my ex husband would take me to court for every little thing. And then I, I started dating and I met this guy and he took his wife to court because he wasn't happy with the way his child was being bathed. And so me and him got into an argument because dude, your child is nine. Nobody should be bathing your child. You know, let's not be petty, you know? And I think people forget to let that go and go on with their life. They're too worried about what you're doing in yours. And so, you know, I just, 
really hope you guys, you know, work it out. Um, because when you have a relationship and a child, it's additional stress you don't need. The child feels like they have to take a side, you know, and you don't want to be the aggressive person about it, no matter how mad you are, no matter how hurt your feelings are, because that child will always gravitate to the person they feel is the less, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? The more emotional. And that may make it feel like, you know, your child is taking sides too, you know, because I'm, I'm kind of a, a, an aggressive logical, you know, and you can dig, 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 but I'm gonna hit you with the facts. And so, you know, when my kids look at me, they always think, you know, well, I'm the stronger one. You know, I'm just not the one that's most likely to cry, but it doesn't mean that, you know, I don't have feelings. And so, you know, I think, you know, with you guys too, you have to, you know, consider that as well. They look at you guys and they're like, well, you know, mom's the weaker one, dad's the stronger one, you know, and you don't want to draw those lines in the sand because they're hard to erase. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm not, just for example, I'm not going to be on YouTube or Instagram crying like Tyrese talking about, I want to see my daughter. You know what I mean? Um, it's just not me, you know. Right. Uh, I, like I said, once again, now you're competing with emotions. You know what I'm saying? To see who's the most sensitive to get your daughter's or your son's soft side. You know, like, oh, I feel... You know, I need to, you know, yeah. So once again, it turns into a competition. I'm not going to do that. Uh, I'm like you. I can agree with you. I'm the more rational, realistic uh, uh, person where I can just, you know, it, I tell it like it is. You know, uh, the one thing that, you know, my daughter, she's older, 15. And so the one thing that I can appreciate is we can speak and talk like adults and she can just see, um my point of view because you you know I, I i don't put any emotion into it it's you know we keep it strictly you know what i'm saying unbiased um i don't go with trying to play for her sympathy or anything like that i just tell her like it is you know when i say i miss you you know i miss you dad you know i don't get dad don't get a lot of time to spend with you i'm not boohooing about it you know, I'll even joke with her, you know, like if she'll call me, I'm like, hey, I haven't seen you in a while. How you doing? You know, uh, dad's still all right. I haven't fallen. I uh, don't need the fallen and can't get up uh, monitor yet. Uh, vision's still good, uh, you know, uh, but I'm glad you called to check on me. You know, miss you. Love to spend some time with you. When's the last time we picked up those guns? Let's do some shooting. I don't know. I agree. I agree. I'm not going to lie. I felt like, because the, the Tyrese thing, that's funny that you say that. Because um, I'm not going to lie. I found myself, like, I've vented on, I've vented on Facebook. I've vented on Instagram and said things that, um, that could definitely come off as bitch worthy. Um, <laughs> you know, like, and at the same time, one thing that men aren't given the opportunity to do is express their feelings in a safe space. So like people clowning Tyrese, they clown Tyrese the same way they clown Will Smith. And the motherfucker that, the, the guy that was sleeping with his wife wrote a song about it. Like 
that's not funny. It's no. not like it's not funny and it's not anything that should be joked about, but mm. it's joked about on a daily basis. Like um, I, I'm, I, a man, if like a man says how he feels about how he doesn't get to see his child. And the first thing people say, well, are you contributing? Are you contributing financially? Well, COVID-19 just happened. If you were contributing financially before COVID-19 and then all of a sudden COVID-19 happens and nobody's working and people are still asking, are you contributing financially? It's like, whoa, um, the whole country shut down. Nobody's working. What are you talking about? Like, I'm, I'm a try like if I had a better savings, yes. Could I contribute more? Absolutely. So in that regard, I can understand there's always a means in, in, in regards to preparation. And a lot of people could, a lot of people just couldn't contribute. Or sometimes you'll find, I've, I've known people where the man and the woman in a relationship are just in two completely different fields where one, one field's average pay is six figures and the other person's average pay is 35,000. Well, how, like why am I why is it why am I getting heckled because you make like when we were dating my small my small capacity to invest in our relationship was not thought of or at least it wasn't articulated to seem as though it was less than but now in relationship like we have children like all of a sudden like men get like men get dog behind the scenes but at the same time, on that aspect, I I must still go to the woman though, because when you was making that thirty five, and she was making this, we knew that going in. Absolutely. So if you, so if you had the gumption, and knew that you could free fall in her coochie and shoot the club up. You got to be in tune with yourself to know who you did that with and know that this possibly could be a problem because my 35 ain't going to compete with this six. And now we added a whole nother party to the game. But I got to say this. I got to say this. I think it's totally irrelevant. Whether a man pays child support or not, he should have the right to visit his child. Because one has nothing to do with the other, because the time, time is time is time is more than money. It is, it is, and that child needs the emotional and physical support. And especially if you have a daughter, your daughter should be able to see what a man looks like and know how she should expect to be treated. Because how her father treats her is the type of man she's going to look for. And if you're not a good dad, and, and your daughter is in an abusive relationship or a bad relationship or she gets cheated on or played, it's because she was looking at looking at her dad, you know? So if you're a good dad That's and right. you're giving her a good image and you're treating her like the princess and setting her up to be a queen, your money is not an issue. Does it help? Hell yeah. Is it mandatory? No. It's no. Mandatory. Uh, I don't know. I, yeah, no. Like one thing that you said a second ago, like, just consider that 
if a woman is getting cheated on that she found her father like it are like relate our relationships starting as let me how, how do I want to say this because like I don't want to treat my woman the way that my that her father treats her and I don't want her to ever think that she should look for a man that treats her the same way that her father treated her because because like you're not my daughter no but here's how it works and, and this is the honest truth if if a man is abusive to his wife mm. a daughter still loves her father okay agreed so she's able to forgive someone easier who may beat her because her father does i agree works with cheating works with, you know, if, if you're a drug addict, if you're an alcoholic, and it works in reverse to yep. sons with their future um, um, spouses or mates. It works just the same, you know? So it it's it's kind of funny because, you know, growing up, you know, and I'm of older age, but growing up, these are things that people didn't tell us. So now that we get to be, you know, the age that we are, you know, and uh, you know you you not in, you not in that count, <laughs> you right. You not you not in there. But Man. when when you get to be a little older, you know you kind of really understand. You know, okay, this is what I should have known. This is what I should have understand. This is what I should and should not have applied to life because a parent. And I say this, you know, and I'll say this, you know, to my kids if they see this, you know. But I probably said it to them because I say a lot of things. I probably did mess them up mentally and emotionally because all the things that I went through in life and I said I was not going to put up or tolerate with. They might have had questions on why I, you know, why I moved the way I did or why I acted the way I acted and they never understood. So they took it, they might have taken it a totally different way and the same thing with me and my parents. So it's very important as a parent to really have these open and honest conversations with your kid and realize, you know, it's not about what your ex is doing or who they're doing. You know, as long as they're not mistreating your children, it should never be an issue. Visitation should never be an issue. Well, then what's mistreatment though? I mean, like if if I get if I get a new girlfriend, right? And my new girlfriend likes fruit snacks. But my baby mama doesn't want the baby to have fruit snacks. Like what's mistreatment? Oh, you're what, like, what you do in your what you do in the presence of your own home with your child is your business as long as your child is not being exposed to drug, alcohol, molestation, or physical abuse. It's, it's not her business. And All and right. really, and to be perfectly honest, she probably shouldn't be asking those questions of your child, trying to interrogate to find out what's going on in your life. That's all that's all I mean, what they do though. Like I, I saw a video on Facebook the other day where young, uh, oh snap, what happened? <laughs> it, got dark. it got dark up in there, man. Yeah, generator my, went off or something. Happened. The generator. Yeah, the generator went out. I can still talk, but I was yeah. at a, uh, I, I saw a video the other day on Facebook. The power went out, is that? Yeah, yeah the light of mine. If you have a light of mine, light the light of mine. Hold on one second. Yeah, let me see if I can get it. Okay, thank you, sir. I appreciate that. I'm on the blind, right? 
<laughs> my bad. Um, so um, I saw a video on Facebook the other day, right, where a young woman is asking her child, um, "Does your daddy have anybody coming over to the house?" And mm. the baby, the baby wants to, the child wants to say no, and then the mama tries tries to bribe the child with chips. Now. There was like there in the post, there were comments that they were trying to make it seem like this oh, isn't wow. real. This was just mm -hmm. a joke. This is supposed to be something funny. No, this is real. Like mm -hmm. women will interrogate children trying to gain insight about what the father is doing. They will say mm -hmm. they will. I'll let me let, let me take you to X, Y and Z, your favorite restaurant. Let's go get pizza. And like they will try to coerce um, the children into gaining insight, to giving away insight and information, and at the same time, mandatory, make it mandatory that if the child ever says something to the father about what's going on in the household, that they'll get in trouble. Like yeah. women are actively uh, conditioning their children. I. Women are actively conditioning their children. No, ah, oh, man. All right, all right. Hey, I'm- To the I'm, spy game. To the spy I'm, game. But yeah, That's they're actively the conditioning to the spy game. And, um, and um, not only to the spy game, conditioning the children to lie to their fathers. Like I mm -hmm. remember growing up where um, sometimes I would, they, my mom would give me a little piece of money and say, don't tell your father I gave you this money. Why not? There is no good reason, except because you're trying to hide something, for you to tell me not to tell my dad where my mom is getting money from. Mm. Or where my mom, or don't tell your dad that we went here. And like, that, like, quite frankly, I don't know how else to say it. <laughs> like, there's just, Women conditioning their children to have no respect for their fathers, even if the father is there. Like, I, am I don't am I am am no. I the only one? No, no, no. You're right, because you know, just like the don't tell them where the money came from. Don't tell them that Uncle Charlie came to the house, right? And we talked in the bedroom for hours. You know, what volume up on it, you know, exactly. So, yeah, no, there's the, yeah, there's that condition. Now, we, we're we running over, and I'm showing okay, you, though. Yeah, let's, I'm sorry, let's get, yeah. Yeah, I know you, you don't have electric, electricity. We're going to wait to make people get power two. for a second. We're going to skip over to our um, entanglement letter, and you guys are going to help us solve it, okay? And then we're going to uh, go to your music. Okay, so this I, is I don't I don't know if I'll be able to because that was oh, the my, well, my, my friend's generator just ran out of gas. Oh, okay. Well, we, then you'll have to come back. Yep, you're gonna have to come back. We're gonna have to, to make back. this a part two, oh, maybe, or an update to see how it's going. Yeah, we'll have to part two this or something. Absolutely, I'll I'll make better I'll make better um better arrangements next time. This was like I said, I got a call at the last minute. A friend of mine, he was playing a festival. And he needed a bass player. His bass player canceled on him at the last minute. And so mm. he, he knew I was in town. He was like, yo, 
come play. And so I definitely made the trip down here. And I meant, like I said, I, I, I also observed the stars in my personal time. Um, and so I'm in a space where there are no lights and there are plenty of stars and plenty of open skies. So I'm definitely having a good time tonight. Well, we appreciate you coming through. No, thank you for having me. Truly appreciate it. Okay, so I'm going to go to our letter. It's called Broken Bro Code, and it says, I need someone to tell me I am not wrong. I am a divorced 41-year-old man who is just getting back to talking to women. My boy and I have been friends since high school. Since the Rona, I have talked to him, but I have not hung out with him in a while. Last month, I went over to his aunt's house because she offered me a Sunday plate for cutting her grass the day before. As I am walking to the door, my boy comes out of the house holding hands with my ex-girlfriend. So I approach him and I ask him, what the hell is this? I dated this girl for six years before I met and married my ex-wife. She broke my heart and cheated on me, which is why I never married her. He bucks up and before you know it, we are on the grass fighting. The neighbors come over and break us up. His aunt got mad at me and asked me to leave, telling me I'm acting childish after I cut her grass for free. I can't believe he did this. He knew what she meant to me. I even asked him a while back if he knew anyone who might know her because I couldn't find her on social media. I don't know if I ever want to be friends with him again, but he broke the bro code, back me up. Yeah, that, that sounds like, uh, almost like something about Mary the Black version. But uh, real talk, yeah, he broke bro code because, okay, I got my bro on the show and bro code, if you're going to do something like that, at least give your bro a warning. Like, oh, hey, yo, 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 your ex, she kind of, she kind of throwing me some play, dog. Um, you know, I don't, I don't want to just attack it like that just without, you know, giving you like, you know, a heads up, whatever. Cause you know, I've had bros that literally be like, nah, attack that dog. You know what I'm saying? You she a hoe, you know, so, you know, do what you do, you know, but just be cautious. Cause she might do you the same way, you know, but you know, but you, I mean, yeah, the violation, you know what I'm saying? The trying to keep it. He went on to something about Mary. He was like, I need you to find her for me. And then when he find her, he fall in love with her. And then just keep the whole thing a secret. That That's that something about Mary, but we're going to call that the black version. So yeah, broken bro code, dog. You know what I'm saying? I would have probably not wanted to fight him, but I would have talked bad about him. You know what I'm saying? If he'd have got too aggressive, yeah, we'd have had to two-piece him. You know what I'm saying? It did. It what it is. But uh, yeah, anybody else want to jump in on that? I've been there. I've been there. Uh, I had a homie, and um, I'm like I said, I'm a musician, and so we're we all music musical, and we all do it. And so um, I started working in this band with this young woman, and we and and in the midst of her and I like gaining uh, insight about each other. I realized that it was one of my homies' exes. So first thing I did, before she and I continued to talk, I went straight to the homie. I said, hey, this the girl you used to talk to, right? He was like, yeah, that's her. All right, how you feel? Like, if I go at her, you cool? You not cool? Because if it, real talk, he was my homie at the time. If he'd have said no, I'd have been like, all right, cool, just out of respect. Now, fast forwarding, I, like, I'm starting to have a lot less um, faith in bro code, you know, like, cause you, like people change, um, relationships change. And sometimes I found out the hard way that if you don't talk to a person long enough, they might not think you're friends anymore. Little details like that. So, you know, 
it's it's hard to say what the context of these relationships are because if I'm your friend and we hadn't talked in a long time and you think that means that we're not friends anymore, you might try to go at somebody that you know. Um, I might have like a, it might be a little thorn in my side. Like, you know, like, you know what I'm saying? Like people, people in close relationship and in close proximity, they have these insights and um, people are petty. Like, you know, like, and, and can be petty for stupid reasons. Like you didn't call me. So since you didn't call me, I didn't think you were my friend. I'm gonna go fuck one of your ex bitches. You know what I'm saying? Like- No cussing. Like, I'm sorry, I apologize. I'm sorry. I'm gonna go get at somebody that you that 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 you really cared about that hurt you deeply, you know. So that stuff happens. Um, so, you know, that's I would I ask if if would would I check with a homie first? Absolutely. Are there people in my circle that might not have checked with me? Unfortunately, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and so it's kind of like, well, what's the bro code? Am I validating the bro code? Are you invalidating the bro code? Or are or is your invalidation of the bro code um justified because of some other code that was broken? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's how I feel about it. Go ahead, face. Uh the bro code only stimulates so far, man. You know what I'm saying? So you can't use bro code when there's females because it's a bro code. So when females are involved, you know, that's a man's biggest downfall. That part. So it's like, you you know, that could be my bro. But now that she's serving it up on this plate, and then you got to go with, you got to go further with some dude, you know what I'm saying, might be envious of a dude that's his bro. Mm -hmm. And he like, okay, well, he get this type of play and he get this type of, you know, he got his own insecurities within himself. He like, oh, well, now that this broad is mad and she's trying to serve me up, well, this might put me on the level to justify my his calendar. So dudes want to I my theory is I don't want to sleep with nothing my bro slept with. That's just like it's too many women in the world and like what what, what kind of love you looking for? That's true. What you trying to do? Real you know talk. And that's like that's like shallow. It's like uh it could be it's not based on it's not based on true love. It's not based on nothing that's spiritual. It's not, it's nothing. That's just something that just happened. It's an opportunity, I'll call it. Right. And opportunities come and go. It's the ones you choose, you know what I'm saying, that make you a man. Well, I think they're both wrong. Um, you know, he just went through a divorce. He was married to someone else. Um, six years went by. You know, uh, you looking for someone who cheated on you six years ago, what were you expecting to find when you found it? Something different. <laughs> I mean, obviously, I mean, if she didn't respect you then, 
right? <laughs> Why were you expecting a happily ever after? What was you thinking in your mind? You know, I think they're both wrong. I think, you know, he should have respected his friend, but at the same time, he needs uh, to aim higher. <laughs> Apparently, he's not aiming high enough. Yeah, but it should have been some communication. I mean, it's one thing to just go ahead and say, hey, man, this the situation. And then it's another thing to just just go ahead and do it, like, literally behind their back. Okay, yeah, it's been six years. She cheated on you. But obviously his heart was hurt behind that. So, you know, you might want to check with him first to see if he still got – obviously he had them feelings tucked away. They was on the shelf. They was waiting. And, you know, that as soon as he saw them, they came right out. You know, he pulled them, like, out of his pocket, like, here they go, my feelings. What right. y'all doing? You know what I mean? Yeah, so – let me you put know, those on my sleeve real quick. Exactly. He carried those with him like a pet monkey or something. Like, you know what I mean? Monkey. You know, and it's like, damn, bro. You know. You know, because I've, I've come across homies that literally say, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's my ex. That's my ex. That's my ex. I mean, probably got a lot of exes, but, the, you know, he'll say straight up. Hey man, I ain't tripping off of none of that, man. You, 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 if it happened, it happened. That's you. That's you. You know what I mean? And they put it out like straight real men, like off the top. Yeah, only I ain't, I ain't got no emotions to that. That's that's a done deal, you know. But some cats, you know, they like I said, they tuck it away. They put it on their little shoulder or their shelf and be like, I love her still. You should cheat on me. She suck like. I don't know how many penises, but you know what I mean? If I ever had a chance letter, you know, with my penis, you know, um, I I do it again. I do it again. You know, so you got to find, like, got, it's, it's about who you're dealing right. with. And, you know, some homies that, like, look for this type of opportunity, like, the minute, man, he had a bad one. And the minute that I get an opportunity to sleep with that bad one, I'm 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 gonna get with that bad one, you know what I'm saying? Cause she's a bad one, you know what I mean? I don't care if he had feelings or not. I'm trying to put that on my team, you know what I mean? That's like uh uh pimping that takes you back to pimping, you know what I'm saying? You see a bad prostitute walking the street and you know she belonged to a pimp, you're gonna sell her a dream. You're gonna sell her like you come work for me. You know what I mean? It'll be a lot better, you know, or we took it in a sports analogy. Um, you come over to my team, you know, you get special treatment. I'm going to give you a Lamborghini. I'm going to up your pay raise. You know what I mean? And, and you're going to love it here. You know what I mean? So, you know, Excuse some me, cats is, you know, have no morals, no standards, whatever. But bro code is bro code off the top. You know, right. if that's your bro, you need to clear it before you just take it upon yourself to just be doing, I mean, you don't know where they at with it, you know? So that's where you checking. Checking ain't cheating. It ain't never heard nothing. You know, Absolutely. y'all would have never rolled around in the grass had you said, hey, look, remember that one that cheated on you? <laughs> yeah, she about to cheat on you again. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna need a piece of that, you know? Uh, and, uh, you know, you could let him decide for himself. You, you getting out of here, young Ram? Yeah, I'm using um I I'm using my friend's hotspot and he's that like he's I I've 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 ignored at least five calls on his phone. <laughs> and so he's like, yo, and he's like, it's been an hour and 20 minutes, dude. He's like, yeah, yo, it's, it's, 
Uh, your hot spot is my spot is cold, man. Exactly. Said my hot spot. Right. Well, we gonna we gonna get out of here. We are gonna end it right now. All right. We want to thank you for for joining us. Yes, we want to definitely thank both you guys. Thank Need you. to get you guys back on, maybe for a part two of this, but it was awesome. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Pleasure to meet you guys. Thank you. All right, this is over thirty, and I'd like to say peace and good night. Okay, 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 okay. Thank you.